What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Melodies with Emily, where we discuss all things music, and more specifically on today's episode, what it is really like being in the music industry. I am your host, Emily, and I am so excited for the episode I have in store for y'all. I don't know about anyone else, but when I listen to a song that resonates with me, I always wonder what the singer or songwriter was feeling when they wrote that. No matter the mood you are in, you can always count on there to be a song that says exactly what you are feeling. Today, we are going to dive deeper into that and find out what it is really like to be a songwriter in the music industry today. Recently, I was lucky enough to speak on the phone with an upcoming singer-songwriter named Brayden Barnhill about what being in the industry is really like, and I am so excited to share our talk with y'all. So, to start off, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? I was born and raised in Marble Falls, but um, I've lived in Houston for the past five years, I think, four or five years, and uh, I've been doing music since, you know, as long as I can remember, but I started seriously doing it when I was in, uh, I would say, I would say when I was 17, I, I told my dad, you know, hey, I really think I have a shot at this, and I'm good. Like, you know, he was in the music business before me, and um, so he was like, okay. So he's been kind of mentoring me, and, you know, every step of the way. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So then you said your dad influences you, but who are some of your other biggest inspirations in the music world? Uh, inspirations. Wow. I would say, I would say, you know, I love so much, so much music, but the people who I took inspirations of in my style would definitely say John Mayer, uh, Coldplay. Uh, County Crows, uh, Matchbox 20 is a really big one. I love them. Uh, Dan Dyer. Yeah, Dan Dyer, Bob Schneider, uh, Randy Rogers. That's so cool. It's such like a wide variety of different genres and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would say, I would say those are probably my big ones. I'm trying to think if I left any out, but yeah, those, those are, those are my big ones. I love those. How old were you when you first started playing? Uh, music, I was playing instruments since I could walk, you know, just messing around on them. Of course. And, uh, but I started playing guitar, which is the main instrument I played when I was 14. That's cool. What so, was, like, the first yeah. song you learned how to play on guitar? Oh, uh, I, I remember playing, I remember looking at... I looked up chords first, and then I remember learning two chords the first day, and I played so long um, to where, like, the skin on my thumb wore off, and the first day, because I couldn't find a pick, and then I remember the next day I looked up those videos where it's like, learn these three chords, and it'll show you all these songs, so Yeah, just a bunch of songs, but yeah, it was probably, I, I think it was a Willie Nelson song. I love that. I can't remember. So, you write your own music, right? Yes. yes what was sir. the first song you wrote? <laughs> I wrote a song. <laughs> I was 15, and I wrote a song about um, about my girlfriend at the time. My first girlfriend. It was just called a song about her, or a song for her. That's cute. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I looked at the lyrics the other day I came across, and I was like, wow. So you never, you never released it. It's not anywhere we can find. Oh no, no, (laughs) no. 
No way. So when you do write a song, what in your life do you pull from? Like you said, your girlfriend's like probably relationships, but like, what do you want it to say to your listeners? Um, I, I try to write pretty personal and it wasn't until I wrote with, uh, with my mentor, Drew Womack, that I started writing stuff that wasn't, um, personal. Like he really encouraged me to write about stuff. Cause he does that. Like he pulls some stuff personal, but he writes just about you know random things. And uh, so he he taught me how to write about stuff that hasn't really happened to me. So before that, before you know, I would say six months ago, I only wrote about personal stuff. So I would say uh, I would say relationships are a really big one. Of course. Um, and not not just you know girls or anything. I you know I write about you know my family or I just write about you know people. I I'll see someone at a you know, at a concert or something in a crowd or, you know, just something like that. And I'll, I'll just think of, you know, I'll just write about him. It's, I don't know, it can really come from really anything I see or, yeah. That's so cool. So, like, when you do write a song and then you go to record it, how long does everything take from the moment you write a song and then it's ready to be put on, like, an EP or something? So, usually, a lot of times, I will sit on stuff. So, like, you get in this thing called a rider's side and a lot of people know what i'm talking about so you'll just like you'll get in a mood so you can go in moves where like you won't write for a long time uh-huh. that that happens pretty rare but usually i'll write like just the first verse or the first uh chorus or or you know a verse and a chorus and i'll record it on my phone so i know and i keep like folders and i keep i keep so many things in my nose or on sheets of paper i keep it all on cabinets and stuff but i'll record it and then i'll record it on my phone just so i remember what the the beat was like and the tempo yeah. and you know what the chords were like and you know the the way i sang it and then i'll come back to it you know months later okay i came back to some ideas like years later but usually i'll come back to it because i i hate being forced to write stuff because I've, I've gotten in that situation before where you don't really want to finish something but you need it really quick and uh-huh. it doesn't come out the way you, you exactly want it to so i i try to come back to stuff where i'm not stressed about it i'm not thinking extremely hard about it and so it'll usually take me if i really like an idea i can tell if the song is if i'm gonna finish a song within the first verse or chorus i can tell if it's gonna be like a really big song or it's not gonna be a good song and within usually the first verse or chorus yeah. And so, um, so usually it'll take me a couple of weeks to finish it if I really like it. And then it just depends on if I record it or not. Uh huh. And the time of recording, because I don't record unless I really need to. Yeah. I, I, don't, I haven't recorded since January. Oh, wow. I haven't think. Yeah. I, cause you don't record that often. You don't, you only record if, you need to so i'm i have one song that i'm going to re- going into the studio to record in probably a month or two uh-huh. but yeah I, it there's no real limit set limit on when you when you're gonna go into the studio and record something but i would say the time to finish the song will probably take me about a couple weeks to finish it some people some people say they write stuff in five minutes and stuff my, my brain does not <laughs> work like that i wish no mine does not work like that either Yes, I, I wish I could write songs. I could really, like I said, Coldplay, Chris Martin, or Coldplay, 
he's written, you know, Viva La Vida, The Scientist, yeah. uh, Yellow, all those songs. He's written those in like 10, 15 minutes each. That's crazy them, to me. I think Yellow, he wrote in five minutes. That's such a good song, too. It's amazing that he can do that. Yeah. Yes. So when you put, like, your music out, since social media is so big of a part of what we do today, do you think, like, TikTok and Instagram helps you people get music out? Yes. Yes, I... It's it's a funny thing. Me, me and my dad were talking about that the other day, and I actually, my stepmom is trying to get me to make a TikTok right now because I just haven't gotten around. I love TikTok, but I haven't made one. You know, I was going to ask if you posted your stuff yeah. on TikTok. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm, I'm going to start doing that probably today or tomorrow, but I've always been on it and watching videos, but yeah. But um, to answer your question, I would say it helps, but it also makes it harder because... Usually the only, back, I say back in the day, really like <laughs> 15 years ago, and, you know, really the people who were big were, you know, you had to play shows and you got big for playing, you know, through playing shows. And some people would say it's fun days, and I feel like it is easier in some ways, but I feel like it's harder in some ways because there's just so many people out there and you become like numb to it in a way. Like I see so many bands and stuff on my feed that like I scroll past them and I always think, you know, this could be, you know, some breakthrough band. But it's no, just, I completely there's agree. There's so many people out there. And it's like, you know, people, people, you know, I know people think that about me when I, you know, follow them or, you know, they come across a page of probably like this dude's probably like the 2,000 other people out there right now. Yeah, there's so much competition out. Yeah, so it's, I would argue, I would argue it, it's a, it helps, but it also is hard in some ways. And, and also you have to be good at social media, like, some people are, you know, great, but they suck at social media. Yeah. And, or it's not that they suck, they just don't care. Like, like Ryan Adams, he's, oh, that, I don't know why I didn't mention, he's, that's probably my biggest inspiration, arguably, um, is Ryan Adams, he's a songwriter. But, yeah, he, he just doesn't care, really, what anyone thinks. So his social media is, like, nothing. Like, there's, like, not a lot on his social media and he doesn't have a lot of followers but he was you know he was a pretty big deal back in the day and he still is a pretty big deal yeah for sure but it's just some some people i don't know some people don't care about it and stuff so i feel like it hinders their ability to um to get out there no i i like that answer a lot so what's the coolest thing that you've gotten to experience since you've started out um i would probably say I have so much cool stuff on the way. I've, I've had a lot of cool stuff happen, but there's a lot of really things I'm looking forward to that are in place to happen. But I would say probably riding with Drew uh, Womack. That's so I cool. Would say, I would say probably recording at Orb Studio as well. That's really cool. Yeah, Orb, Orb Studio, that's, that place was insane. And the way we did, because we were, we were going to record at, uh, at Drew Womack's house, and then... Uh, you know, COVID and all that happened, and uh-huh. they, he had his, uh, there was an elderly person living at his house, and I don't know if it was his mom or his wife's mom, and so, like, they were really scared, so we were like, dude, how are we going to record this, because we had a, like, site coming out this day, and we were supposed to record, you know, this day and this day, Yeah. and then we, he's really good friends with the um, the guy who owns our studio, which is actually the bassist of Blue October. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. So I got to meet him too, so that was really cool. And um, he let us go in there for free and saved us 
a lot of money. No, that's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, so he let us go in there free because Drew told me, he's like, look, you know, this, this kid was supposed to come record in my studio. Because Drew has, like, it's not like a home studio, like, he showed me it because at first he was like, "We'll record you know the studio," and I was like, I, "You know, I was like, it's still gonna be nice." But he showed it's like a it's like a full studio in his house, and so he told me he's like, "This kid's gonna come record at my house," but you know then, you know this person moved in, so yeah, it worked out great. So that's awesome. Is there anything yeah. else you want to tell the listeners before you go? Uh, I would say stay tuned for the stuff coming out i have four songs coming out a lot of people don't know that. a lot of people think that the first one the ep that just dropped is the only one i'm having to explain that four songs is coming out each month so there's 16 songs lined up and four songs is coming out each month on the first we will so be on the lookout for that tuned. yes i would say stay tuned everyone's gonna be each one is gonna be called a different thing it's called the oral sessions um this one was called the Orb Sessions, the Red Tapes, because, um, well, it's called the Orb Sessions because, funny thing, because it was recorded at Orb Studio. Most of it was recorded at Orb Studio. And then, also, I feel like a lot of the songs on these things are about people who aren't really around anymore in my life, so they're kind of like ghosts in a way. I, I read something about uh, Jason Isbell describing people like that, and who are in his life are kind of like ghosts, so I thought... You know, or goes, you know, you kind of see that the correlation. So that's how we came up with the name for it. But yeah, everyone will be a different color. So it'll be the orb, the blue, the blue tapes, the green tapes. And um, so yeah, be on the lookout for that. That is so cool. Thank you so much for talking to me about this. No, thank you. And then have a good drive. Was that not the coolest thing ever or what? Y'all be sure to check out Brayden Barnhill on his website and all social medias. As you can see, there's a lot more than what meets the eye when it comes to being a singer-songwriter. So next time you hear a song you like, whether it be on the radio or your preferred streaming device, think about the message behind the song and all the work that artists had to put into that masterpiece. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I will talk to you all next time on Melodies with Emily.